Hello, Patriots. I'm Lee Watts, and this is Patriot Point, your source for Kentucky news and analysis from a conservative, Christian, and common sense point of view. This time of the year, the Kentucky legislature is in session proposing and making new laws for the Commonwealth. So each week we are talking about 10 laws to keep you informed, and I hope you'll be involved by contacting your legislator. If you would like to let your voice be heard to contact your senator or representative, here's the phone number at the Capitol, 1-800-372-7181. And remember, when you call, be brief, be courteous, and ask them to contact you back with what they'll be doing. Let's talk about 10 bills up for a vote right now. Uh, First of all, let's talk about Senate Bill number 61. Uh, This would say, in Kentucky, we are not going to do this early voting. Uh, This early voting actually started by an executive order by Andy Beshear during the pandemic. Yes, you heard me correct on that. Uh, And he's saying, listen, we don't need to have the early voting. After all, it's called election day, not election season. And we have some of the most conservative members of the Kentucky State Senate have signed on to co-sponsor this bill saying we want to have one day, not a whole series of days where you could come and to do voting. Now, while the conservative Republicans are pushing for this, guess who is opposing them on this? Oh, surprise, surprise, it is Michael Adams, the Kentucky Secretary of State. Oh, there's a big surprise. That's an incredible... I think I'm going to have a heart attack and die from that surprise. Yes, this is not surprising at all. We see the conservatives on one side and Michael Adams on the other side. Uh, He's the one that sent Andy Bashir a letter recommending we have early voting and mail-in voting for the 2020 election. Uh, so this is we got this guy standing on the Democratic side, and we got the Republicans, conservatives, saying we need to have one day of voting. Uh, and I think that's really important because a good way to cheat is if you have this early voting, you know how many votes are coming in for the each guy. Uh, you would know how many, what's the trend, what's the spread, how many you'd have to insert if you wanted to uh, affect an election illegally. Uh, I like to really, this comic here kind of sums up the importance for having this bill. Hey, that dead guy is voting early. Oh, you're reducing confidence in our election. Yeah, that really kind of sums it up right there. So this is a great bill that would really help restore some of the integrity of our elections by having Election Day the way it used to. If you would like to contact your senators, encourage them to co-sponsor this bill. This is a way for them to say that they are actually for it. Not, I'll see what happens if it comes across my desk. Not, well, I'll vote for it if it comes up. No, if they're really for it, they'll co-sponsor this bill. Keep this in mind, only senators may co-sponsor this bill because it is a Senate bill. If it passes the Senate, then we'll talk about it moving over to the House. Let's talk about some of the other bills up for a vote. And I don't like all of them. Here's one I do like. Uh, This is House Bill number 163. And it says that if you are going to donate blood, you have to tell the organization where you're donating if you've taken one of these uh, COVID vaccines that can change your DNA. Uh, because there's a lot of people out there, myself included, if, Lord forbid, you're in some kind of an incident where you need a blood transfusion, I don't want to get blood that's got this DNA-mixing junk from the COVID vaccine in it. Uh, so House Bill 163 would require somebody say if they did get it when they're donating blood, uh, what manufacturer made that particular vaccine uh, to keep track of those things. That's House Bill 163. 
Let's talk about this next one. is House Bill 167. I don't like this one. It's being pushed by the liberals. Uh, it says that uh, if you buy a car, you can ask the car dealer if it's a used car. Uh, I want to know the previous guy's name. I want to know his phone number. I want to know his address. And they have to give it to you. Uh, you'd have to actually do a special thing and sign a paper saying not to do that. Or it's the default. That's the way it's going to be. Uh, I, don't, I don't like this idea that my information is just going to be out there uh, without me uh, knowing about it to just whoever might buy the car from the dealership. So that's House Bill number 167. Uh, let's talk about House Bill number 171. This has to do with removing statues. We've seen a lot of push from the liberals in the last several years saying they want to erase our history and remove a statue that they think offends them. Uh, we had Andy Bashir guilty of this a few years ago. He removed the statue from the Kentucky Capitol. Here's the problem with that. The governor does not own the Capitol building. The governor does not decide what goes in or comes out. So the legislature wants to make it a law to say, listen, we have to give the approval before any statue is removed or added to the Capitol. Uh, when Andy Bashir voted uh, just by himself uh, to remove a statue, remember this. He spent $240,000 to have one statue removed. I asked a company who does things like this how much it should cost, and they said it should cost about $5,000. Andy Bashir gave a contract for $240,000 to remove a statue that offended the liberals, and he didn't put this uh, uh, up for a bid. He gave this contract as a no-bid contract. Nobody was allowed to even bid on it, and he gave this incredibly overpriced $240,000 contract with no authority, with no bids, to his campaign contributors. So the legislature says, listen, we want to be the ones to vote. You take anything out, you put anything in. Uh, I think that's really good. i got a major problem uh, with removing our history, and it violates a biblical principle. Notice what it says in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 22. Remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. So we see here a biblical principle for not removing these statues or our history. That is House Bill number 171 would say governor can't do it, has to be approved by the legislature. Uh, let's talk about House Bill number 177. This would say no government institution, no state organization in Kentucky is uh, can require children to take the COVID vaccine. Uh, so that would include schools and state-run universities and colleges. Uh, so I, I think that was great. I really don't want that being forced on anybody. Uh, let's talk about House Bill number 180. I don't like this one. Uh, this would say that the government is going to tell private utility companies that they are not allowed to turn off people's utilities if they don't pay the bills if it is exceptionally hot or cold. Uh, now, if it is exceptionally hot or cold, of course, there's all kinds of warming or cooling centers people can go to. And this sounds like, well, that's a nice thing. People could have heat when it's cold or air conditioning when it's hot. I want you to keep this in mind. It's not like the government is paying for this. The government is going to a private company and saying, you have to provide free services to people if they don't pay you. Now, I have a major problem with this. If the government is saying, I have to work without getting paid, that is reducing the people under a form of slavery. Uh, this is completely wrong. Notice the words of one of our founding fathers, John Adams, talking about this type of situation. I struggle to find in the Constitution where the government can take what is the people's in matters of benevolence. And that's exactly what we have. The government is forcing private industry 
to do something that they think is nice in matters of benevolence. Uh, so I do not like the government overreach interfering in private business, making demands of them in this way. And that is House Bill number 180. Uh, let's talk about House Bill number 183. Uh, this one has to do with adoption. Right now, if someone has a disability, say, uh, for example, they're deaf or something, uh, the adoption process can be re denied right away if someone has a disability. This law would say a disability does not automatically qualify as the sole reason to disqualify somebody from the adoption process. So uh, I think this is a, a good bill, House Bill number 183, maybe allow some people with some disabilities to actually go ahead and adopt if they choose to. Let's talk about House Bill number 191. Uh, we had an incident here in Kentucky recently where somebody went to a school board, a parent did, and they're like, listen, this book here is just pornographic. And they wanted to read from the book but the school board said, you're not allowed to read that type of stuff here in this public setting. So House Bill 191 would say, if you're not allowed to read the stuff at the school board, then that same material must automatically be removed from the school shelves. Uh, if it's not decent enough for the school board to hear about it, if you can't, I remember I did this one time, uh, and the, the TV station had to turn it off because they couldn't show the pictures from the book that I was showing because they'd be thrown off the air by the FCC. So uh, this is a good thing. If you can't read it at the school board, then you know what? It shouldn't be on the school shelves either. Uh, that is House Bill number 191. Uh, let's talk about House Bill number 195. Again, I don't like this, government overreach. This would be the government telling private industry that you have to give three months of leave time to somebody for what they call family care leave. Uh, this can include having a kid. Now, I'm not talking about uh, some woman who has maternity leave. This would apply to the father saying, well, I just had a kid. I can take off for three months, and you're not allowed to fire me. Now, this does not count against your vacation time, your sick leave time, uh, personal days, none of that. Uh, also, if you're going to care for a family member, um, and so, like, I have an elderly family member that lives with me. If I had a regular job and I could go to the employer and say, well, I'm taking off three months this year just to take care of the person who lives with me because they have a serious condition, and you're not allowed to fire me. Now, of course, this puts private industry in a very hard spot. Uh, they, they don't have all the help that they need, and so they're going to have to hire somebody for only 12 weeks, three months, and then you know what? The other guy's coming back, so we're going to have to let you go. Not a lot of people probably going to want to get a job for just three months. This is, again, the government inserting itself, telling private business how it has to do things. That is not government's job. Notice the principle we see in the Declaration of Independence. It says everyone is endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To secure these rights... Governments are instituted. So notice the purpose of government. The purpose of government is not to run your business, to run your personal life, to tell business what it must and must not do. The only role of government, according to our founding document, stating the principles that we are to live by as Americans, says that the reason government is instituted is to protect my rights, my, uh, my person, and my property. Uh, not to tell business how to do different things. So this uh, House Bill number 195, really, again, government interference violating a principle in the Declaration of Independence.
Uh, let's talk about another bill. Last year, we uh, had a bill that uh, said if you are going to hunt or fish on your own property, if you have five acres or less, then you have to get permission and buy a license from the state to hunt or fish on your own property. Uh, well, I'm happy to tell you that enough patriots actually called and emailed and uh, said, hey, contact me back with what you're going to be doing, that now both the Kentucky Senate and House have passed bills to remove that requirement, uh, kind of correcting something that shouldn't have been done in the first place. So it still has to go to the governor for him to sign or veto. Uh, really doesn't matter what Andy does to it. Uh, if he vetoes it, the legislature are going to override him. Uh, I have no doubt of that. So those are 10 bills before the state legislature right now. Don't forget, if you would like to call to let your voice be heard, whether you're for or against any bill, the phone number is one 800 372-7181. Each week, I like to say, we're going to be speaking at across the state. Well, this coming Sunday, I'm going to be preaching up in Independence, Kentucky, at the Mount Zion Baptist Church. So if you're anywhere up in northern Kentucky around the city of Independence and you don't have a church home, we'd love to see you over at the services. Well, that's what I have for this week. So until next week, I'm Lee Watts for Patriot Point reminding you that liberty is not a spectator sport. You've been listening to Patriot Point with Lee Watts. You can find more Patriot Point online with new videos posted every week on YouTube and Rumble. Just search for the channel called Patriot Point or visit our website at www.godandcountryministry.com. Alrighty, good to hear from Lee Watts today. Very 